Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters, and the host of Dream Business Radio. Now in its 10th year, welcome to another fantastic live edition of Dream Business Radio. My special guest, serial entrepreneur, marketing expert, Charlie McDermott. Charlie, how are you doing today? I am doing great, and congratulations. Ten years, man. Time Ten flies. years. I know. I almost made it that long with the videos. And and um, so, so Charlie and I have known each other a long time. I said, look at man. You put on a college shirt, and I'm going to look bad. So anyway, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of the uh, some of our old friends tuning in. I believe that anyway. But anyway, before we jump right in, this episode of Dream Business Radio brought to be brought to you by who else? Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner is tired of slow to no growth, if you really like to create some multiple streams of revenue and just get into a group, be inspired, be held accountable by some really cool entrepreneurs. Charlie was in it like in year one or year two. Uh, go to dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. But without further ado, let's give my special guest a proper introduction. We'll see how I do with this, Charlie. <laughs> in 1980, which is the year Stephanie and I got married, Charlie was still a student at Westchester University in Pennsylvania, and he started his first business, which was a local gym. Now, over the next 25 years, Charlie and his, his wife grew this local gym into a chain initially that was catering to just college students who wanted to pump the steel, I guess, to serving the greater Westchester area. They grew it to over $10 million in sales, 350 employees. That was Charlie's favorite part of the business. And yeah. in 2006, they sold this very successful business to a, a huge uh, a huge company in, the, in, the, in that space. And then Charlie took his teenage actor son to Hollywood and armed with his uh, amazing skills in marketing, he helped his son Charlie become a star in films, TV. Most notably, you, you know him as... The other Charlie McDermott from ABC's TV show, uh, The Middle. The kid was always in his underwear. I guess they're low, low budget on, <laughs> on clothing on that. That's funny. Anyway, long story yeah. short, because we only have half an hour. Um, uh, Charlie then, after uh, getting, getting Charlie settled, he came back to Philadelphia and, and started, a, I don't know how many businesses. We're going to find out. Way but too Char many. Yeah, way too many. Charlie and I first met. Um, at our mutual friend, Mike Capuzzi's local Glazer Kennedy marketing group that Mike used to run on uh, McDermott Boulevard of all places. Right. Charlie had a street named after him. He then, Charlie started a company in the digital marketing space. He was providing SEO, marketing services, website design, Google and pay-per-click. Charlie was just like a gravitating to all this stuff, fish to water, so to speak. And if you remember my old... Um, web tv show called newsletter guru tv i would be on this dock saying um <laughs> to smart marketing and a little fun along the way and then i would jump into the water Gosh. well that was all done in charlie's studio green screen studio in westchester 
Now today, uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good here. We're catching yeah. up. Today, Charlie and Barbara are empty nesters like Stephanie and myself, and they've relocated to the Sunshine State where they once again have built an amazing marketing business <laughs> serving local small business owners. They publish multiple magazines and they also host the good neighbor podcast all featuring the community's local business owners we're going to find all about this charlie and i tried a few times to get together whenever he'd see us in florida or, or floating in floridian waters <laughs> and then charlie and i both realized as much as we want to get together florida is not rhode island it's like it, 10 hours <laughs> it's a long state yeah anyway that's the longest introduction ever charlie how you doing buddy i'm doing great great to catch up with you I know. and your audience uh yeah thanks for uh, inviting me there's old jeff herring oh, you know jeff? oh yeah. here's a and when I say old, here's a uh, Phil Brakefield. <laughs> no, he's a young <laughs> yeah, man, the Philly kid. Dana, I, I know you know Dana as well. Oh my goodness! Oh my wow. goodness! It's like old time here. So Charlie, what you're doing now is so cool, and I believe it's inspirational to entrepreneurs who follow me and and, and regularly watch these sometimes silly shows. <laughs> um, and but when you get to be our age, and I quickly found out that I'm only slightly older than you because when you were in college, but judging from the color of my beard and your hair, we're pretty close to the same age. Yeah, yeah. And when great. you look back and you see some of the things that we have done. Um, maybe things we missed along the journey because we were in the thick of things, either commiserating how this sucked, that didn't work, whatever. I don't know about you, but I look back now and go, I, all those things I did, all those things I went through made me the entrepreneur and person I am today. And as I was preparing your introduction and your resume, it's like what you're doing today, everything you did from Pennsylvania to helping Charlie and, and everything has brought you to this point today. Do you agree? Oh, for sure. You know, it's it's that journey. And, and uh, you know, the what do they say the universe conspires to give you what you want. Even sometimes uh, you don't realize what it is you want. And then you get there and go, yeah, you know, this this the challenges um, pay off uh, as long as you stay. Yeah. Get out of bed every morning. Stay. And focused, don't, yeah. Keep getting up. Keep faith. getting up. And um, all of a sudden, one day you wake up and go, wow, you know, this this all worked out. And and uh, so. Yeah, all those different experiences and helping businesses, we've been able to really just package together and, and replicate it down here. But in a just, you know, because of technology, you know, it's, it's my goodness, back with our green screen studio and what we used to do. Yeah, it was crazy and, stuff. Yeah, yeah. From a price standpoint, it, it was, uh, you know, we, we catered to attorneys and, and it made sense for them. But, you know, it wasn't necessarily the uh, the best media for the average uh, shop owner and and now technology has changed all that yeah the attorneys would sit on a green box with a green screen and you'd put the old uh, bookcase full of elaborate books but for you i remember one of the things i thought you're off your rocker is you got all this green paper and it would look like invisible or whatever and then you would like bust through the paper and it would look like you're coming through a brick wall or something i mean you did some really cool stuff yeah yeah we were getting really creative uh and and do some cool some cool stuff for sure um uh so yeah a lot of fun and and uh you know, you know but at the end of the day it, it's still kind of the same passion you know which is is what you open the show with you know helping other businesses and you know, the, whether it's the coaching group or, or what we do, uh, you know, it's, it just feels good. Yeah. So one of the things I've learned, so been doing this podcast last week was episode 500, which is just hard to fathom, but 
One of the things I've learned and, and I've been told from the people that have listened and follow me for a while is they love the strategies and the how to's, but they also like the inspirational part, like the backstory, because everybody is in their own level of crap sometimes and success yeah. other times. And so I find people love to be inspired. It's like, oh, I heard that. I'm going to keep going. Something like that. So I'd love to spend a few minutes before we dive into current day unpacking some of your backstory because i think it's going to provide some hope and inspiration so first of all what made you start a gym literally a gym while you were still in college were you an overachiever you didn't care about your schooling or what <laughs> definitely didn't care about my schooling i know uh, right? uh, uh, you know it was it was uh, like most kids that go from high school to college it was just one of those well i, I guess it's what you do i wasn't necessarily committed i think sports uh uh, kept me in the game and, you know, I got C's so that I could stay on the team and all that. Not that I was in danger of ever, you know, failing out. Well, I take that back. My first semester didn't go so well. Uh, but it was really, I don't know, dumb optimism. Um, uh, partly that and partly, and at the bigger part, the, the mentor, you know. Um, and I was just listening to a podcast yesterday when I was working out and, and, uh, the guy and his last name is Dial. Great, great podcast. You know, it, it's all about the mental game. And and the older I get and the more success I have, the more I realize it's it's not the, our skill level um, or anything else. It's what's between the ears, you know, yep. and what we think uh, it manifests and it becomes reality. And that works both ways. <laughs> so yeah. be careful what we think. And uh, so back then, just just uh, putting myself back there, I, I was going to succeed as a gym owner. <clears throat> and um, I remember I, I used to bounce at the, do you remember? Wow. There, there was a uh, little hole in the wall bar called the rat that all the college students in West Yes. Was. Okay. I was a bouncer there and um, you know, when word got around, you know, people thought that was cool, but a lot of folks, including my roommate was like a gym that, because back then the the scam was you bought a lifetime membership in a gym, but you didn't realize what you were buying was the gym's lifetime and not your lifetime. Yeah. So these clubs were going out of business left and right. And my roommate would go, "That's never going to work. Are you crazy?" And I just kind of went, "Hmm." But um, I kept moving forward, and and so back to my mentor. You know, this this was a, a guy who I worked for all through college, local business owner. And uh, for whatever reason, he had faith in me to this day. I go, you know, I was a gym major, C student, no business experience. You know, what was he thinking? And uh, he signed on the loans and bought a building and, and everything wow. else. And um, so it's one of those, uh, and, and I read a lot of what uh, uh, Grant Cardone books, and he talks about, you know, the the getting our, and I'm going to totally butcher his quote, but it, but it basically is, you know, our job as a business owner is putting ourselves in positions where we're uncomfortable, yep. where, where we have lots of problems so that we have to figure it out. Right. And, and I think that's different than most people. And even, even for me at, at a younger age, it was all about comfort. It's like, man, I just want to get this business up to a point where I can pay the bills I, I can buy a car, maybe venture buy a house and not have any problems. Well, that's a fallacy, as we all know. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and But you, you learn that through experience. So. 
So did was it this mentor that I was going to, because my next question was going to be, how did you go from just owning a gym where most small business owners are armed with a skill or talent? And that's kind of the genesis of what they do, but they invariably have to learn how to market, right? So yeah. what was that light bulb for you? So my, uh, my first day uh, opening the business, and I spent a year renovating this garage and you know, I was going to school in the daytime and at nighttime I would be there with a jackhammer and, and you know, my, my buddies would come help me out, power wash and things like that. But eventually get this club open and all my buddies who are still in college, they're all jumping in the car, driving down to Fort Lauderdale for spring break. And I'm in this empty building. Breaking cement. <laughs> with, well, at this point we were open now. Okay. So it's March, March 4th, I opened and um, there's, the snow's on the ground. It's still friggin' freezing cold in Pennsylvania. They're all having a blast in Fort Lauderdale. And I'm looking at, to me, what was a big empty building. It was 7,000 square feet, which is not very big nowadays with health clubs. But going, oh, God, um, there's nobody here. It rents too. So, um, yeah, it was one of those back to Cardone and problems. You know, I, I got a problem. I got to figure it out. And um, so... I just started taking action and uh, you're a big, you know, proponent of taking action, fast action. And, and it had to be fast. I mean, I, yes, I did have a mortgage that was due every month. And yeah. Um, so fortunately I, I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have a car. I rented an apartment, so I didn't have a, a huge lifestyle. Um, and I was able to figure out how to get members in there and, and, uh, you know, that led to more marketing, more marketing, more clubs, you know, and, and it, it kind of snowballed from there. But, you know, I, um, I, I always advise my clients, and I know I'm speaking, you know, kind of singing to the choir here, that you'll, you'll hear business owners talk about marketing expense. Yep. And, I, you know, every penny I've ever invested in marketing has paid off. And, yeah. and uh, you know, that's the best way to look at it. So, so, you, so you and Barbara, fast forward, I guess, what, 25 years, you grew that into a powerhouse company that you then sold. And you said uh, to your wife, I'm going to move to Hollywood with Charlie and help him get started. I mean, I mean, it's, it's such an admirable thing as a father, but man, that had to be a, a little bit of a tough, was it scary or did you, or again, were you just like, we're going to make it work and did you just hit the car and what happened there? That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. You know, I think it goes back to what we envision, you know, it, it back to what we can see. And I, I saw this kid as he has talent and as a parent, I was going to do whatever I could to, give them the opportunity, whatever that may be. And um, in many cases, the conversations that I had with Barb, it was it was all about, hey, let's put him out there so that he can fail and focus on college, you know? Uh, so it really, it wasn't all about going to Hollywood and being oh. an actor. It was, hey, let's see what you got. Um, and, and if you're willing to put the work into it and, you know, get on a train, go to New York with your acting coach and, and everything else. And, you know, it was just one of those over the next couple of years, he, he kept progressing and, and doing whatever it needed to, to be done. So it became one of those, I mean, we were in, in the business for 23 years and my ultimate goal was to roll those clubs up into that big 
complex, which was 20 acres. And I don't know, the original building was 12 million. We did an expansion. So it was like a $20 million complex. Wow. And at that point I was ready for a new challenge. So it yeah. was just, you know, it all came together. And um, so uh, in the acting world, the jobs are in LA. And uh, so that's where you go. You know, I when hated uh, winter, I said to Barb, you know, someone's got to do it. It might as well be me. And <laughs> you stay home in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when my oldest son, Nick, who's just a phenomenal musician, graduated high school, he said, I don't want to go to college. I want to be a rock and roller. I said, well, now's the time to do it. They had this old, old GMC van and him and his buddies took off and started touring. I said, Nick, do it now. And God bless you because you're going to blink and you're going to be 40 with a mortgage and kids. So do it now. Right. Then they got, they got tired of soup out of a can and they lost the key to the van and all that stuff. All great memories. But anyway, so when you and I first met, um, our mutual friend, Mike Capuzzi, inventor of copy doodles and super talented marker in his own right. He started the uh, local Glazer Kennedy marketing group. And we met at one of the meetings and that's when you, I think you were kind of back from Cal California yeah. figuring out your what's next. I don't know if your third, yeah. fourth, fifth incarnation of what's next. And that's when you started standout video, standout marketing and yeah. a few others. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny. I, I can see myself, see myself on our back porch and I was back kind of, you know, I still did, trips here and there back to LA to visit Charlie. But at that point he was 18 and, you know, he's capable of living on his own. So it's like, okay, now what? And somehow I ended up on a uh, Dan Kennedy, Bill Glazer video about this group. And, you know, marketing was always near and dear to my heart. And during the video, one of them says, and you know, there's local chapters all over the country. And I thought, Oh man, you know, it's like these guys are speaking my language. I got to learn more. And, and maybe, you know, maybe there's a chapter in Philadelphia. So I Google it. I guess I used Google back then. And yeah. um, uh, I find out there's not only a chapter in the Philadelphia area, it's in Westchester and it's on McDermott <laughs> Drive where my quad was. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. That's <laughs> fate. Here, right. Yep. <laughs> So one of the things I admire about you, Charlie, is, is and I was just sharing this with one of my clients like an hour ago, because this person's in the same situation. Is not only do you think big, but you act big. Like you didn't just take at the time the Kodak flip camera. This remember video was just coming out. I had a little purple one. You flip it open, you record video. I mean, it was, it was yeah. a really cool invention for yeah. about 120 bucks. And but you bought these expensive cameras and and believe, watch my memory. Then you bought something called a TriCaster. Wow! And that was like wow. a super sophisticated yeah. video editing thing. You built the studio. You hired a couple like producers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I showed up for my, my where I'm going to record my thing, and there you are with your tie. You're the director, and he's kind of producer, and he's got headphones. I'm like, what the hell? This is like a real video business. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it took enormous courage, and um, but. I mean, you had a bunch of people coming out there. You were booked solid, it seemed like, for a while. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was fun. Um, and you kind of lose track of all that we did. I mean, you're bringing back memories like, oh, my God, yeah, we did do that. We did do that. And, um, you know, so there there was that the challenge, I think, of having a real successful business and having 350 employees and then taking some time off and then jumping into after, you know, however many years, 
There's yeah, Phil. That's right. That's right. I'm just reading Phil's uh, comment. That's right. I'm surprised um, you didn't meet him at the bar when you were at a bouncer, but that's another story. <laughs> um, but, you know, after having all that success, you just assume that, okay, you know, what's next? And, and uh, that's not the way business works, you know, it, and, and I was still willing to do the work. I mean, I, I did bust my hump, but yep. that video business wasn't bringing me what I really wanted financially. Yeah. And uh, that was the reality there. So um, which led to other things. But yeah. So I'm going to leave out a few steps just again for the sake of time. Yeah. Um, but you and Barbara become empty nesters. You move to Florida. Um, and besides never having to shovel a driveway again, which is pretty cool, um, you then start this company. Um, uh, I'm sure I'm very much truncating it, but good, a good, good neighbor marketing, right? Where you produce these magazines um, yep. for local business owners. And then now you're in the podcast business. You produce podcasts for them. Tell us a little bit about how all that came about. Yeah. So um, <laughs> part of it came about. Uh, out of desperation. Uh, that's another <laughs> it's a good motivator, right? <laughs> another day. Um, a part of it came out because of, of all the past experiences. But uh, so all these these marketing services that we pr were providing, uh, one day I got a magazine delivered to my mailbox here on Fort Myers Beach. And at the time, and there were different versions of that, but at the time, I was looking for an answer, um, and and it was there, but the answer, I did not jump on for about another year. But the long story short, I've been able to now, in a little over two years, to take everything that I've learned and, and have had success with and package it into a program that I call the Good Neighbor Marketing System for local businesses down here, and it's it's a combination of hyper targeted marketing. So the publications are community based. There we go. Yep. Um, and they focus on homeowners of affluence and it allows whether you're a startup business to a mature company uh, and everything in between to be in the game uh, and be in the game, not just in the print side, you know, I'm not a big fan of doing one thing and hoping and praying it works, right? Yeah. You know, and that you don't sleep very well at night. So um, I teach my clients, hey, let's do many, many things. And you get a little bit here, a little bit there, a lot bit there. Okay, this doesn't work. No big deal. So we provide them a podcast branded for their company. So now they are able to build that know, like, and trust factor. They become that go-to authority, that expert, which is huge. Many of just about all my clients, they have no idea how to even do that. So we take care of it all for them technology wise. I often act as a co-host for them so okay. they don't have to struggle with it. That gives them great comfort, I'm sure. It does. It does. And um, I'll tell you a funny story in a moment about the podcast, because I'm sure a lot of your listeners are going, yeah, but who's going to really listen to the yeah. podcast, right? And you you know. You yeah, I was going to actually, before you tell the story, I was going to actually ask you, I just wrote down because I got three questions popping in my head as you're yeah. talking and my memory's not what it used to be. It's like a colander <laughs> these days. So, But I was wondering, do they, do your clients know what a podcast is probably at this point, but not understand how it's going to help their business or what's the general yeah. feeling out there? 
So I, I educate them on there are two types of podcasts. I call okay. it the Joe Rogan podcast. Yep. All right. And hey, it's great. You wake up tomorrow and you have a million plus listening audience. Awesome. Just remember me. But <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. The other type of podcast is a business podcast. The business podcast, and this goes back to your teaching years ago, the audience of one, right? Yep. And the buyer's journey. The buyer's journey is, I maybe know you exist, but I know there's three more of you, whether you're a chiropractor or a roofer or anything in between. How do I differentiate? How do I make a decision? Well, people buy people, regardless of the business. So if I get to know you like you trust you because I hear you on the podcast because you're talking about important things, chiropractor and Hey, tips on how to relieve pain in your back and, you know, things that you can do. Hey, this is a knowledgeable guy. You know, I, I think at some point, if I ever need a chiropractor, I'm going to go see chiropractor Jim. Right. Yeah. Um, so the podcast is all about that listenership of one, but it's also a platform for constant content. Yeah. So the podcast gets transcribed into a blog post. Now you've got dozens, if not a hundred or more keywords in every episode that gets indexed by Google. So now their website is picking up traffic that it never would have picked up before. The podcast itself being on the website, instead of people bouncing off in 30 seconds, they're spending two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes on your website, which also means they're not going to the competition's website. Mm -hmm. They're staying on yours. Um, we also do social media uh, graphics for them so they can promote their podcasts themselves on social media without them creating the graphics and all that stuff. So it's a it's a full blown comprehensive program for them that they don't have to do. Uh, but yeah, so the story on the podcast. You ready for yep. this? Yep. Uh, one of my clients, uh, paver protector company. Who was ever going to listen to a podcast about paver protectors? All right. They seal driveways. OK. Well, the answer is I have in a video him talking about the five sales that came in the last week. His receptionist walked into his office. She was new there. I've been working there for two months. And she says, um, Jeff, do we have a podcast or something? He said, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anybody listens to it. Yeah. It's because like the last five sales that came in, they said they came in because of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. She's like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool. Well, whatever. <laughs> oh, I know you've heard me speak more than once on my, my old newsletter, Retention-Based Marketing Talk. And that's so cool because it's a paper story. Now, it made me remember my story about the insulation company, right? They, they did a, an insul they got, they got a job doing an insulating an old building. So they had to shoot it into the walls, et cetera. And that, that, uh, pot, that podcast, that newsletter got passed to somebody in Chicago and they said, Oh, we've been looking for somebody who can handle old buildings. And they got like a million dollar job or something. So yeah. it's, it just takes one, right? So it's like the power of one making that yep. connection. Yep. So uh, obviously that guy's thrilled with you, right? You know, it's it's just one of those. Uh, um, you know, fortunately, they ask. Uh, uh, there, there are, and I spend a lot of time uh, helping my clients understand that every time they ask their customers, "How did you hear about us?" the answer is going to be Google. Yeah. Um, and forget about tracking numbers and things like that, uh, because that's not the buyer's journey today. Today, people, whether they see your ad in the magazine or see a truck drive by. They don't pick up a phone and call. They go to the Google machine 
and they make their buying decisions. So that's why it works so well for the paver protector guy as well as my other clients because they're finding their content on the old Google machine. So, um, in a, so the other thing I, I know, because I, I know your business model is you're hosting it because that's a big deal, right? It's one of the things I said last week when I was lessons learned from 500 shows was so many people are worried, oh, I got a silly voice. And, you know, I'm going to say um and uh, and they worry about that. They worry about being the perfect yeah. vocalist, right? Yeah. So, and, and not only that, but hosting it. So you, do you host most of them or all of them or you kind of help that hurdle? So, uh Depends on the person. So, so number one, we, we brand the podcast for that business. So, you know, it's all about them and we set up the hosting and all that. So, you know, that's easy. Uh, And then when it comes to the actual recording session, I'd say about 80% of the time I'm the co-host. Okay. Uh, Because if I, I found from experience, I mean, it even goes back to the video days, you know, you bring this high powered attorney and you put he or she in front of a, camera and all of a sudden it's like they disappear you know it's like the light turns they're, right they're like i'm on i'm on i'm on yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i find if if i can be that co-host we have a fun conversation engage them and then they get out of their head and and it sounds great so yeah i think it's a great idea you know i, I shared last week again some of the guests that i have from the one sheet where you book them say oh, this is gonna be a great guest and you say what's the meaning of life i don't know and, okay, so be a long. This is gonna be a long interview, right? And so, but you know, you learn as an interviewer and as a host and a marketer how to draw out some good stuff, how to keep it entertaining and informative, and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so just curious. In our last couple of minutes here, Charlie. So you got the books, and you mentioned uh, their community base. Are in Florida? They got these huge, you know, communities. Like, uh, I don't know what you call them, but you know, where you go through a gate and security and that. Yeah. Is yeah. that a community or is it zip codes of a small town or, or, or all of the above? Well, one, uh, there are 1,100 of these suckers all over. Wow. So it's like I call this the the best kept marketing secret for businesses, because unless you live in one of these communities and you get the magazine, you have no idea they even exist. OK. Um, and so what happens is the best version media is, is the, the company that figured this out. This is not my doing. And uh, they started 15 years ago and they now have a full blown marketing or market development team that looks at these communities. So in some cases, uh, you it might be one community like you're familiar with the villages in Florida, mm-hmm. right? You know, that yep. I know, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of homes. But in another area, it might be four, five, six communities that are all next to one another that become a magazine. So ideally you want about two to 4,000 homes in the mailing. So that's the way, you know, and that's direct mailed, obviously, right? Every single month it's in the mailboxes, which is key because yeah, if they're dumped on the street corner and yeah, yeah. Do you any good? Yeah. Wow. That's so much fun. Wow. I knew this would be a fun half hour. Um, I'm quite sure you've inspired some people and uh, please, please post some comments to tell Charlie. Thanks. Ask him a question. He might jump on and answer it. But if you're watching this on, on a replay, just put hashtag replay and, um, and uh, say, cool, man. Anyway, Charlie, where can people uh, connect with you? Where do you want them to go? One of your hundreds of websites. Oh my goodness. You know, you know, <laughs> I, I would just point him to the good neighbor podcast.com good neighbor podcast with an S.com. And uh, we've done over 700 interviews, just great local stories. You know, I, I did a fun one yesterday. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Uh, 
and uh, uh, and and you you reminded me of it. We're talking about your son. So so here is this this local attorney, uh, Lions Title Company, and he was talking about his journey into the business, and he did the same exact thing as Nick. He said, you know, I'm going to do the rock and roll thing, get it out of my system or be successful. So yeah. uh, he did that until he was like age 29. And then he went back to school, got his law degree. And he said in 1996, he worked for the Yankees for two years. I said, oh, mm. you work with George Costanza then, right? <laughs> of course. Well, he so. played along with it. We had a great conversation. But, um, you know, it, it's it's. It's those types of stories that are a lot of fun. So we actually have listeners who all over the country uh, uh, to that podcast, and and certainly contact information and all that is on there. And and uh, you know, if uh, anyone, and it, what's the what's the URL one more time? It is Good Neighbor Podcast P O D C A S T S. Or okie doke. I should know that. Um, I know. I if, think that is it. I just want an answer without an answer. <laughs> If if anybody <laughs> wants information on the publications, uh, if they're curious, it's uh, 239-224-4105. And, uh, yeah. Well, what a lot of fun, Charlie. Thank you so much for coming on. You're a busy man. I, I'm, I'm sure you've inspired some folks today. Well, thanks for doing what you're doing, Jim. And uh, everyone, great seeing uh, you all and uh, good luck there. Cool. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Charlie McDermott. I highly recommend you connect with him, follow him, and most importantly, learn from him. You can connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com. GetJimPalmer.com. See, I know that. And uh, <laughs> again, DreamBizCoaching, DreamBizCoaching.com. This hit time next week, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Adam Homey because last week's um, live that I did about the lessons I learned from doing 500 podcast episodes, I got some great follow-up questions and some suggestions, et cetera, for my next 500th show, I guess. And um, Adam Homey has a lot of experience and expertise in producing podcasts and helping people get started. So I asked him, he's going to come on and share some of those. So next week will be Adam Homey. And um, don't forget, you can get free digital copies of all my books, part of my legacy program at um, Barnes & Noble as Nook Books at the iBook store. And of course, Amazon, they're all free, all six of them. So do that. But until this time next week, I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.